Do shadow people have shadows? Why am I no longer welcome at the public library? Is it because I'm too quiet? All of these questions you can find the answer to on This Paranormal Life! Hello and welcome to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week, myself, professional paranormal investigator Rory Powers, and my co-host, my accomplice, Kit Greer, investigate a brand new paranormal tale, case, claim, or beast, and come to a conclusion at the end of the episode as to whether or not it truly is paranormal. Welcome to the show, everyone. Usually we like to dive right into the episode, but um, I feel like it's worth bringing up. You got a haircut, Kit. Wow. We've been hanging out, talking shop for a couple hours now. You didn't mention anything, and now you want to put me on blast right here on the podcast? I didn't know if it was worth bringing up or not, but I, I can see that you got a haircut. You've always been wearing a hat the entire time. Which kind of says here. it all, right? <laughs> that you can see it, even though I'm wearing a hat. And yes, I'm wearing a hat because I don't want you to see it. Wearing a hat after a haircut is the universal sign for don't f- ask me about the haircut. I got my haircut yesterday by a 70-year-old man who couldn't speak a word of English. Why? He doesn't ask you what you want, nor could he understand if I tried to tell him. You merely sit down. He laughed at my hair and then proceeded to... Rude. So rude. And then proceeded to give me um, a haircut of a lifetime in the worst way possible. Uh, you know, it doesn't look too bad. I think the hat has kind of like smushed it down a little bit. I can see what he was going for. There's nothing left, Rory. This isn't a bit. Whenever I got there, all too late to turn back, I realized that there was a letter uh, posted on the window of the barbershop, mm-hmm. um, which was like, they're sh- sharing this as like a fun piece of information. It was a letter from 2007 from a film crew who shot in the barbershop saying, hey, Thank you again for letting us use your barbershop. Just to say the footage turned out fantastic. We're using it in the final movie. Wow. Um, thanks again. That movie was Eastern Promises. Have you ever seen that one? No, I, what, no, I haven't. Viggo Mortensen of Lord of the Rings fame plays a Russian gangster in London. <laughs> With the worst haircut of his life. It's, it's a movie literally about the Russian mob. Uh, the opening sequence of the film is shot in this bar- barbershop in the seat I was sitting in wow. where the Russian mob uh, slit a guy's throat open. That is not where you want to get your hair cut. Absolutely a not. A place that looks like it's owned by the Russian mob. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the kind of atmosphere that you want uh, while you're getting your hair cut. It's fine. We're going to move past it. I've turned off the cameras for this uh, episode. We're actually not filming this. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is a good coincidence. A strange coincidence. <laughs> you unplugged the cameras and said, oh, it's going to take so long for me to get these back on. Five minutes before recording, I said, it's so weird, man. The cam link is down. Um, I mean, we can use it, but it's going to be a while to get it back up and running. As someone who's also had, you know, their own share of bad haircuts in their life, I, I definitely do sympathize. I have to be careful uh, whenever I get a bad haircut. It just makes me look like a Nazi from Indiana Jones. Uh, so it's something that, that affects every one of us. I think everyone listening to this podcast at some point or another has received a bad haircut. I did say... Not that yours is bad. Not that it's bad. I want to I wanna, I wanna emphasize that. I said to my wife, Danielle, last night, well, I, well, at least I now know what I would look like in the military. As my wife, Danielle, as night, do you still love me? Because <laughs> oh, I, I, I did. That was the first thing I said when I came in. I'm not even joking. I said, <laughs> will you still love me? All right. Well, we've dilly-dallied enough at the start of the podcast. Let's dive into today's episode. 
Our story today takes us back to sometime between 1955 to 1975, also known as the time of the Vietnam War. I don't know if you know a lot about the war, maybe you don't. Uh, all I can say is, I assure you, you'll learn nothing useful in this podcast. Right, if you want to know about it, leave now. A soldier who was serving in the military at that time had spent three tours in Vietnam, and through the progress of the war, he'd risen through the ranks, becoming a field officer. It wasn't long before he was trusted enough to be put in charge of a number of special projects that were taking place. The Americans were hoping to use advanced technology to get the edge and win the war. But some of this new equipment had some dangerous side effects. Hmm. All right, officer, here's some of the new equipment you'll be introducing to the field. Sir, what is this? Starlight scopes, the latest in night vision technology. They amplify any ambient light and create an electronic image. But you're not working with those. You're working with these. The officer handed over a new piece of equipment that looked like another regular pair of night vision goggles. But when he turned them on, instead of green, the vision was red. Distribute these to the gunners on board the U.S. helicopters. It'll help them see during the night. Oh, and one more thing, officer. Don't wear them yourself. All right, weird he has to say that. It's a little strange, of course, yeah. You want to test out your equipment to before you give it to your men, your men that, that, that trust you with their lives. Sure. That's like saying, here's a new, here's a new weapon that's going to end the war in 24 hours. A gun that turns people into snakes. And one thing, officer, don't pull that trigger. I, I, I mean, I wasn't going to, but my men are going to pull the trigger. Here's a month's <laughs> worth of rations for you and the boys, except... <laughs> Not really for you. Don't don't even think about taking a bite. What do you mean? Well, what do you mean? Surely, if it's good enough for the boys, it's good enough for me too. Here's a pill that allows you to fight forever, officer. Don't take that pill. <laughs> what do you mean? Don't take the pill. I'm fighting. Weird, sure, but the officer didn't think much of it. Orders are orders. So he begins to equip his team with these new goggles, starting with the gunners on board the U.S. helicopters. That way, as we said, using that equipment, they'd be able to keep a watchful eye over the battlefield at night. But these goggles were making the men act strangely. Something about them wasn't normal. What's like strange behavior for soldiers? Are they like doing TikTok dances? I don't understand. I don't know. And it's especially weird because, you know, the Vietnam War was a very complicated time. There was a lot of horrible stuff going on. Um, I believe heroin was a massive problem as well at the time. So there were a lot sure. of already bizarre things happening. True. So for someone to point this out of the crowd, uh, it's got to be pretty weird. And it is. The goggles made them see things from the enemy's point of view. <laughs> Whoa. Sergeant, I'm starting to have communist thoughts, sir. <laughs> I'm starting to see flaws in the American education system. One day... The officer was riding along in one of the helicopters with a gunner in the back wearing the goggles. They were in safe territory, no threats around, when all of a sudden, the gunner in the back of the ship starts screaming. Before the officer can respond, the gunner begins to fire his weapon wildly into the sky. Oh my god, don't do that. When the officer gets back there, he notices the gunner isn't firing at an enemy. In fact, He's not firing at anything at all. The friendly helicopters around them have to swerve out of the line of fire as these heavy rounds rip through the sky. 
The officer pulls him away from his weapon and throws him back into the helicopter. He yells, What the hell, man? What are you shooting at? The young man is ice white, sweating bullets, eyes dilated beyond belief. He answered, What was I shooting at? Okay. All right. The demons, Search sir. the helicopter for heroin. We got a problem. It happened again. That's a great way to dodge conscription, isn't it? Yeah, big time. Yes. <laughs> Say the word demons once and they're going to kick you out anyway. At worst, you'll have to sit in an office somewhere. Yeah. Uh, if the day before you're being sent out to the front line to fight the enemy on the battlefield and you go, yeah, awesome, cool. And the demons? Are the demons coming with me? <laughs> That's a surefire way to make sure you're not on the front line. It didn't actually take a lot back then to uh, get taken off the front line. I think Jimi Hendrix famously just said he was having homoerotic feelings for his other soldiers and they kicked him out. That's a that's a that's a great way to avoid the war. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I remember going to a World War II museum and uh, reading about all of the things that would get you kind of disqualified from being recruited. Right. And one of them... I believe for at least a period of time was like have being flat footed. Right. Where it's like the arch in your foot is like lower. So maybe like walking or trekking long distances mm. wouldn't be good for you. And I think that's what I have. I think I am flat footed. <laughs> oh. So it's good to know that I wouldn't have gone to war. But I'm also sure that some of those things, if the war is serious enough, they don't care. <laughs> They'll overlook it. <laughs> I've got a case of gamer thumb. I was playing too much <laughs> Fortnite last night and the thing's cramped up to shit. They're like, we do not care. You are shipping out tomorrow. I'm in demons. I'm in I see demons. I'm gay for demons. <laughs> Kid, I'm telling you, you're going out. If you could take out a handful of enemies, you can have as many demon orgies as you want. Once they landed, the man went on to explain that through his red vision goggles, he saw demons flying alongside the helicopter. And this wasn't a mirage or a trick of the light. He said they were gesturing at him and flew towards the helicopter trying to attack him. So this wasn't like a pigeon flew by and, you know, took a shit that flew at him. This wasn't like a crow protecting its young. This is a demon borderline flipping him off in the Vietnam sky. I mean, we knew the motives and reality of the Vietnam War were morally questionable, but for the... Uh, American military to be flying hand in hand in squadron with a, a flight of demons that really takes the biscuit yeah that would be really worrying if um you were the gunner on that ship you put on the goggles see a demon oh damn take a couple shots and they're like what are you doing brother <laughs> <You're> like, what <laughs> don't shoot at me shoot at them it's like oh, oh no oh no <laughs> You're a funny-looking angel. <laughs> Apparently, this went on for weeks. As men continued to use the goggles, they would come into contact with, quote, true monsters. How would this go on for weeks? The moment one officer sees one demon, sure. take back the glasses. Take back the glasses and find out who gave out the glasses. You, you are uh, insinuating here that this is some sort of accident or side effect that the glasses have created. Is it possible maybe that they're working as intended? I hope not, given that the first person to use them seemed to go instantly insane. I mean, is there a reason why the officers were told not to wear the goggles? That seems pretty suspicious. I see what you're getting at here. This is an inside job. It could be. Maybe they're using these soldiers as guinea pigs to test out this demonic equipment. 
The officer in our story eventually disobeyed orders and tried on the goggles for himself. His son, Cliff High, claims that his father described it as, quote, being in the worst kind of demonic gothic hell. Which I don't, how much can it change? How much can it change? Are you looking at like the American flag and you put it on and it becomes, I don't know, a f castle? A demonic castle on fire? Where they're crucifying puppies? Like, what could it be? How could it change the world so much? To become a demonic hell. I guess if there's just a lot of demons flying about. Especially when you're already living in a war zone. Like, so you were fine with living in the trenches. But then you put you put on a weird little filter and suddenly you're, oh my God, take oh. it away. He said that even after wearing the goggles for just one moment, it took weeks to shake off the nauseating effects. Oh my God. So what is this thing? Is there really some sort of glass or technology that can allow humans to see into a spirit world or a demon dimension? And if so, where did they come from? Well, one possible lead takes us all the way back to England in the early 1900s, right at the end of the Victorian era. Walter John Kilner was a young doctor making a splash in the emerging world of electrotherapy. I don't know if electrotherapy uh, lasted much longer than the Victorian era. Yeah, I'm not uh, educated on that exact science, uh, but I believe it was tasering people until they were healthy, which I don't think works or is good at all. Like all of the world's greatest doctors and scientists, Kilner was also pretty into the paranormal, and it wasn't long before his love of all things unexplained began to leak into his work. One area he was especially interested in was auras. Now, this is something that I don't think... I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast before. Never, I don't think. But an aura, in many spiritual beliefs, people say it's like a colored energy field that surrounds the human body or any animal or object. One of the most important factors in all of this is, as I said, they can be different colors, and each shade reflects the emotional and spiritual well-being of the organism. Mm -hmm. Think of it like a magical mood ring. You know, right. it's like, oh, you, you, maybe if you can read or see someone's aura and they're a certain uh, color, a certain glow, and you're like, I'm staying away from that son of a bitch. Because he is, he's lit up like Super Saiyan 3 Goku. And usually, I think I'm right in saying, not everyone has the ability to see auras. It's more people who are in touch with this kind of thing. They might look at you and say, yo, I just wanted to check in and say, your aura isn't looking too good. Are you Okay. Yeah, there are people you can, you know, uh, people that claim they can see auras that you can hire. They can tell you about your aura. Mm -hmm. Some people say you can be trained to see auras. Others right. say it's something you're born with. Could there also be some sort of equipment that could help one see an aura? Let's find out. In one of his books, Dr. Kilner wrote about his opinions on auras. He said, Hardly one person in 10,000 is aware that he or she is surrounded by a haze intimately connected with the body. There cannot be the smallest doubt as to the reality of the existence of an aura enveloping human beings. And this will be, in a short time, a universally accepted fact. All right, bit off on that last bit. Sure, things obviously didn't uh, go to plan, because as I said, this is the early 1900s. And um, a lot of people might be hearing about auras right now for the first time ever. <laughs> there could be no doubt that in a mere six months' time, we'll be 
chugging moon juice on Jupiter, <laughs> talking about auras. Dr. Kilner, I don't think that- There can be no doubt! <laughs> How could Kilner convince an entire world of the existence of something that no one can see? He had to find a way that they could see it. He began by investigating the effects of calcium sulfide on certain emanations from the body. Hmm. However, it turns out that the calcium sulfide he required for his experiments was taking a very long time to arrive. You can't exactly Amazon Prime that shit to a lab. Okay. It's probably hard to get a hold of now, let alone the 1900s, where a boat and a team of 40 men probably had to travel halfway around the world to deliver it to you. When it finally arrives, you go, no, you idiots, this isn't calcium sulfide, it's calcium sulfate. And you have to start the whole process over again. You gotta send them back. You don't, you don't want to use that in your experiments. So, while waiting for a delivery one day, he was sitting around chatting with his research assistant about the ins and outs of the equipment they were going to use. Sure, when the needle moves, there are forces besides heat working on it. I wouldn't be surprised if those forces turn out to be the... I wouldn't be surprised if those forces... Fuck. I wouldn't be... <laughs> that calcium sulfide... <laughs> Has some fumes to it. It uh, has a strong little... aura. <laughs> that cat. I wouldn't be surprised if those forces turn out to be on the on the infrared spectrum. <laughs> That's when it hit him. Wait a second. He thought he could finally marry the worlds of medicine and aura. He thought he could finally marry the worlds of shit that exists <laughs> and shit that definitely doesn't exist. <laughs> what if the forces acting on the needle? are human auras. Could the calcium sulfide make those forces visible? I can't pretend to understand the science at work here, but the lab was filled with immediate excitement. The next day when the chemicals arrived, the experiments began. They began coating glass slides with a bunch of different chemicals, hoping to make a lens that could make a person's aura visible to the human eye. They used collodion, gelatin, alcohol, which I assume is code for beer goggles, <laughs> and a number of various dyes in their early attempts. Collodion, of course, derived from Nickelodeon. <laughs> yes, it's the diluted form <laughs> of Nickelodeon. But the chemicals decomposed too quickly. The solvents were evaporating too fast. And on top of that, the treated glass had to be kept in total darkness to prevent chemical degradation. The experiments were a mess. In the scientific world, I believe this is called a shit show. Sure. But finally, after weeks of work, Kilner had a screen that was ready to test out. It was a pair of lenses sandwiched together, each treated with blue dyes of various strengths. He and the laboratory staff set up a trial to see if this special glass could indeed show a person's aura. The test subject stood at one end of the room while the others gathered around their special glass. And it worked. A faint cloud surrounded the subject's head and hands. What? You, you see that? The gray glow! What else could that be but the aura? Everyone was in agreement. They had nailed the formula to make auras visible. And what's more, their secret blend of 11 herbs and spices had another effect. The more the scientists looked through the glass, the better it worked. Finally, after hours of looking at one another's auras, the time had come to go home for the night. Okay, everyone, we can come back and do this again tomorrow. It's time to rest our eyes and get some sleep. But as the new invention was safely tucked away for the night, the men realized 
they could still see the same glow in the absence of the magical glass. Uh-oh. Kilner came to the realization that his invention was so good, it trained the eyes to be able to detect auras without having to look through any glass. This is really recontextualizing that time I played so much N64 that uh, oranges were pink. Yeah, it's similar to uh, when you play Guitar Hero for so long and then you stop and look at objects and they're melting in front of you because you've been looking at that same screen moving downwards for so long. And you're trained to see sick guitar solos in thin air. This is uh, this is the dream, right? To make an invention that once wearing it one time, you can now see the spirit world permanently without having to use them again. Absolutely. This is the kind of like... Uh, use the matrix to download kung fu and you know it forever now i guess it's only a little worrying because if someone is like i don't like this i don't like seeing auras right this is fucking weird yeah I, everywhere i walk looks like rainbow road i'm confused and i'm scared and i want to stop i don't want to scratch out my own eyes and kilner is like but of course you cannot stop the glasses are permanent you're like all right <laughs> i am a volunteer scientist <laughs> from the local university this was my second fucking day in this lab. I thought we were here making Ray-Bans. I didn't realize we were making demon goggles that have no off switch. Kilner and his team began months of research, studying the auras of a huge range of people. He even went on to write a book called The Human Aura that included details of different types of auras with pictures of what they look like. Here are some of the pictures from that book, some of these illustrations. Wow, this is going to be really interesting to see. Uh, like most people, I feel that I've heard a lot about auras, but um, I, I still know nothing about them. I would love to know what they look like. Well, you don't know nothing about them, because I just told you some shit about them at the start, remember? Sure, yeah, yeah. No, just before this, I never really... Before this, yeah. But, but now, now... Sure. All right, you know, know what's on. Like you know what's on. A tiny bit, yeah, a tiny bit. I'm just, I'm just excited and I'm nervous and I feel like, I don't know if you've looked at them yet, but they're not that great. <laughs> okay, let me just take a look. Oh, this. No, man, these are cool. These are good. Yeah. All right. You like them? They're from yeah, Kil yeah. They're, they're from Kilner's book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks like a must read. Um, I searched for hours to find awesome, high-res yeah. JPEGs. Cool, thanks for that. Um, any com any any notes on them? Any comments about them? Any, I, anything I think like we that? Move on, man. It's. Uh... Did you see the the naked little boy and yeah. the naked grown man? Yeah, I did. Kit Kit didn't really Kit really didn't describe them. The images and one of them is a is, is labeled healthy boy, and then there's healthy very strong man. And they both look like Ken dolls. Also naked. They don't look very healthy, by the way. I can see their rib cage through their skin. There is also absolutely no penis. <laughs> there is no penis on either of these individuals um to be clear let's focus in on what's important here the auras of course uh, sorry it's sorry it, yeah it, <laughs> getting bogged down it didn't the auras of course it didn't uh, part i i didn't really when you handed me the ipad i didn't really take on board the fact that this is quite an old book and therefore the images would be in black and white uh sure so so the auras are uh dotted lines yes and they are there they are there. They are, they are circling these they are boys. Dots. They are dots. Yes, very hard to get any sort of color or real imagery across in a in a in a drawing this simplistic. After a few months of hard work, Dr. Kilner was finally able to produce a pair of goggles that could be marketed to the public. 
absolutely anyone could permanently tune into auras after only a few trials. I, why does it have to be permanent? I don't want it to be permanent. The permanent part is not an option. <laughs> all right, it's just what happens. You don't it's, go it's, get you don't go get it go get a tattoo and say, "Ah, oh, I wish this didn't last forever." That's part of the deal. That's part of the deal you right. make with the devil. But but that's the concept of tattoos, which we all understand. This is a bit more like me walking past London Bridge Tube Station, and there's a promotional uh, worker from Coke there with sure. a fun backpack full of Diet Cokes. And they go, hey, passerby, do you want to try our new flavor of Diet Coke? And I go, sure, I'll take a free Diet Coke. And then mid-sip, they go, by the way, it's permanent. It's all I, you can taste I'm sorry, now. what? You will never taste anything ever again. But if it was the best taste in Coke you'd ever had, would you be that upset? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's a deal this sweet has to come with a few cons, you know? <laughs> you're you're the promotional Coke <laughs> boy. <laughs> a deal this sweet? Of course there's a drawback, bud. A crowd, an angry mob of people whose taste buds have been permanently ruined or beating the shit out of you. You know, it, it's a monkey paw wish. Sure. Yeah. Hey, you want to fly? Yeah, I want to fly. All right, well, now all you can do is fly. If your feet touch the ground, you're dead. Hey, you want to uh, see auras and, and spirits? Yeah. Cool. That's all you can see. You can't see the human world anymore. You're, you're living in some sort of fucked up Disney movie now where spirits are walking alongside you. Oh, hey, you want a haircut? All right, <laughs> I'll cut off all your hair. <laughs> That right, was just still. something that happened to me recently. So you understand that some of these deals, they have uh, dangerous consequences. Yes. If you are somebody who loves all things spooky, then Real Life Ghost Stories podcast is the one for you. My name is Emma. I am the host of Real Life Ghost Stories podcast. And every week I bring to you three podcast episodes that are full to the brim with paranormal stories. Every Wednesday and Friday, I release a mini episode which is dedicated to the spooky stories of our listeners. And every Sunday, we deep dive into a famous paranormal case. You can find Real Life stories wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here. Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash ParanormalLife today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ParanormalLife. Now, how did these goggles work? What made them possess the ability to grant this gift to humans? Well... The goggles contained something called blue dicyanin filters that made auras visible to the human eye. These eyepieces came to be known as the Kilner screens or Kilner goggles. So what happened? Why did these goggles never make it to the public? 
If these were invented in the early 1900s, surely we should all be seeing auras by now. Well, sure. One of the reasons is because Kilner's research was largely dismissed by the scientific world. Sure. Saying that the blue dyed glass was just creating optical illusions. <laughs> I feel like I have to mention that. Which, is, which, which is sad if they're optical illusions, because as you explained, they are permanent. <laughs> right, okay. So even if you take them off, your eyes are now so permanently mangled, you can barely <laughs> see two feet in front of you. But there may be another strange reason why we haven't all been using these goggles. Because dicyanin is now illegal. Whoa. Strange, isn't it, kid? The public can't get their hands on it. All right. Is, I feel that you're withholding some information about how deadly it is to the human eye. <laughs> isn't it strange that the government wants to outlaw the main chemical used to make magic goggles? I mean, maybe not, depending on how dangerous they are. Will you elaborate? What's next? You're going to ban the shit that makes wands from Harry Potter? Bad example, because they also are not real. It works of fiction. And yeah. Could it be, possibly, because dicyanin is extremely poisonous? Okay, so we got there in the end. <laughs> possibly, sure. The cyan in the name could come from the fact it has cyanide in it. It does? It does, sure. That's, that's the cyan part of the dicyanin. Oh my god. Cyanide goggles? If they would <laughs> called them that from the beginning, no one would have tried them. Of course it's permanent. <laughs> the effect of these goggles are permanent. You mean the ability to see auras? Yes. And others. And the ability to breathe and see <laughs> and live. Doctor, you've lost your hair in the last 24 hours. A small price to pay <laughs> for the ability of true sight. I'm o Doctor, I'm over here. Oh, what? True sight, Jeremy. I'm Megan. True sight, Jeremy. That's the water cooler. Someone tell me where Jeremy is so I can f***ing talk to him. I can't see shit in here. Jeremy, your aura is too big. <laughs> Shrink your fucking aura. You imagine if you had this ability and how much worse your life would be? Yes. There's no part of this that, that makes me want to wear the goggles at any point. Imagine waking up incredibly hungover on a Saturday morning and you're just like coming downstairs and your friends are glowing like a rainbow. And you're like, oh my God, like I just want to see nothing. I want to see less. <laughs> Yeah, there's a reason we've evolved to only see the shit that matters to us. Mm -hmm. I'm about to blow y'all's mind. Berries aren't really red in that it's some universal color of berries. They're only red because our brains evolved to tell us that they're f***ing delicious and that right. we should see them uh, popping out like f***ing Christmas tree lights. And we've evolved to see dirt as f***ing gray and brown because it's not important. Right, That's how right. sight works. Colors that are... Uh infamously linked with danger are uh, are the colors of things that used to terrify us when we were evolving you know that's why like all those like wild fluorescent colors that would be associated with like poisonous animals and shit we're like this is bad those are the colors that pop so to put on a pair of glasses that sends you to upside down land of colors sure uh, it's not helpful no this you'd be your sensory overload is what it would be You'd be trying to have your breakfast in the morning. You don't realize that you you, you, you you poured gravy into a bowl of noodles. <laughs> and you're just eating that. Because colors are weird and auras are bright. You don't know up from down. 
Next thing you know, you're taking a shit in, in the closet under the stairs. You're going to go see your friend, but you're knocking on a tree. <laughs> you go to cross the road and you're waiting for the red man to cross. <laughs> but uh-oh, he's got an aura and it's seven fucking colors. I think, okay. yeah, it was a messy analogy, but you understand <laughs> that, of course... I'm sure there are uh, I'm sure there are situations in which it could be beneficial to be able to see someone's aura. Maybe you're at a bar or a club. Sure. And uh, some guys walk in and you're like, oh, let's leave. These guys are are borderline demons. Well, They're that's all true. red. I'm going to get out of here. Uh, but in our day to day lives, you said it perfectly. We see everything that we need to see to survive. Unfortunately, because the main chemical involved in creating these goggles is illegal. We will most likely never get to use the Kilner goggles in our lifetime. But that doesn't mean that there aren't other glasses available on the market. And Kit, this week, I discovered one of those options. Whoa. Aura glasses. See auras instantly. If you want to see auras instantly, even without any prior spiritual development, I hate this so already. Aura views, aura glasses. I've been a paranormal investigator for over 10 years, and I'm part of a ghost hunting group. We visit lots of places and use all sorts of equipment, and the Aura Glasses are by far our favorite. As well as seeing spirit activity with the Aura Glasses, they can be hooked up to other gear, such as we recently mounted one onto our thermal camera during a visit to an old mansion in England, and the guys were literally left open-mouthed from what this thing captured. Absolutely incredible, and for what they do, they are not at all expensive. The Aura Glasses work by the use of a groundbreaking synthetic photothermal chemical compound. Right, he just said a lot of words. What helps to instantly highlight subtle energy fields, which otherwise are invisible to the naked eye. Interesting. I do Reiki treatments, and the aura glasses are my main tool for diagnosis and healing. Couldn't do it without them. Honestly, when you look through them, it opens up a whole new world. All right, this person doesn't even have a job. Her name's just Katie. <laughs> She's not a paranormal investigator. Her credit tag just says Katie. This girl's just Zara. She doesn't even get a capital letter in her fucking name. From officialauraglasses.com and online marketplaces. It also just says Aura Glasses, five stars. Five stars where? Five stars in Empire Magazine? What does that mean? I loved it where it was like, you know, one dude was talking. They were like, this is Michael. He's a paranormal investigator. One girl pops up. This is Katie. Who's Katie? <laughs> Am I supposed to care about her opinion? Is she is she influential in the world of the paranormal? I'm starting to think that guy wasn't even a paranormal investigator. I mean, glass houses here. Let's not throw. Let's not throw rocks. I obviously have my interest peaked and I wanted to get my hands on a pair of these glasses. If they had managed to find some sort of chemical solution that worked as a substitute for the illegal compound, then maybe there was a version of these glasses available to the public that could work. This is a faulty premise, given that I think we established that the original glasses didn't do anything. They merely poisoned the eyeballs of the Victorian peasants who used them. <laughs> I don't think we came down on a yes or no as to whether or not the goggles worked. In, I mean, in this uh, promotional material, they went beyond auras. I think they said you can see ghosts. <laughs> One dude was like, I saw a fucking, we hooked this up to a camera and we saw ghosts. Using an not as of yet banned poisonous substance, we have managed to recreate the sensation of going out of your mind and dying. Using the latest poisonous chemicals on the market, we have recreated the goggles that were too dangerous to be released. We refined poisonous agricultural runoff from the river Ganges into two high-powered paranormal lenses. 
Look, needless to say, I bought a pair of the glasses. What? I have them right here. No way. I brought them into the studio. Uh, I got them on... Now, I think... I believe these are the ones that were just mentioned in the advert. If not, they are very similar. <laughs> Rory's been walking with a cane ever since he came <laughs> in the door. Uh, they are... I believe they're called Aura Glasses by a company called Aura View. So these glasses, now that I'm seeing them, they uh, are so low profile. Rory just wore these around to my... I didn't really think much that Rory just came to my door wearing sunglasses yeah um and now he's revealing to me that they are in fact the aura glasses i have been wearing these i wore them for about eight hours straight today uh in the hopes that similar to the original goggles wearing them for a long period of time would create some sort of semi-permanent exposure to the, to the world of auras and um well i will get on to my experiences with them but first let's talk about the the packaging and the paper material that i that i got uh, with the glasses. All right. So it comes with one leaflet that kind of gives you some instructions and a bit of the background behind these glasses. They say that the Aura glasses are a cool tool to use. Their main purpose is for highlighting the human energy field. <laughs> Sorry, this is written weirdly from a very personal point of view. <laughs> let me let me start over. Their main purpose is for highlighting the human energy field. But I get all sorts of people with lots of cool <laughs> discoveries. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, who is, is this leaflet this? such as seeing ghosts with them or for use in different diagnosis there are many possibilities there is actual recorded video footage of aura through the aura glasses and customer testimonials the aura glasses are inspired by the work of walter kilner and because dicyanin dye is illegal in brackets highly poisonous the aura glasses use a custom-made synthetic protothermal compound which helps to intensify and highlight subtle energy fields. There's that combination of words again. I, I'm not sure that means a lot. Yeah, synthetic protothermal compound, which creates subtle energy fields. It says through the aura glasses, the aura is not seen as the classic shiny rainbow energy field. It's often associated with the human aura. Rather, through the aura glasses, it is much more subtle than that. <laughs> That's convenient. <laughs> more like a thin band <laughs> of semi-transparent light or blue energy. Okay. Again, getting weirdly personal. I think the aura glasses work like a bat detector. Don't know what that is. <laughs> a bat detector? Is Does that a device to detect the Batman? <laughs> <laughs> this is written by the Joker? This is written by the Joker. I, this is something that could be written by the Joker. A hundred percent. And it works like my bat detector. <laughs> They're brilliant for showing us a basic experience instantly, like no other tool can. <laughs> so you, the people of Gotham, can bask in the world of the spirits. <laughs> this is exactly what the Joker would do. Permanently change everyone's eyesight. That is a really good point. This is a tool used by a supervillain. Yes. That while people are sleeping, the glasses are placed on them and they wake up in the demon dimension. <laughs> the aura glasses are a great way to give us a taste of the subtle life force which is responsible for creating and controlling all bodies. Uh, what? Okay. Our own spirit. Okay. Uh, it does give some examples now of how you use it. It's good to use bright lighting, a plain white background, hold your arm out. There's different techniques on how you can see this aura. It just ends with, 
Slowly move your hand around and you will see the energy float about with the movement of your hand. Cool, huh? <laughs> question mark, question mark. Don't worry if you don't see anything straight away. Keep practicing and it'll come. <laughs> don't worry if you don't see anything straight away. Just make sure to leave us that five-star review on Amazon. I'm glad you brought up the five-star Amazon reviews because the package also came with uh, another slip of paper that says... If you leave a five-star rated product <laughs> review for oh the Aura glasses on Amazon, in return for the gesture, I'll reward you with a $10 Amazon gift card. I think that's illegal, right? <laughs> You're not allowed to pay or reward people for five-star product reviews on Amazon. I don't know. It's insane. And then it also gives you the opportunity to sign up for an affiliate program. Of course. Where you can peddle these glasses to other people who want to see Aura. This is a pyramid scheme. Uh, I do really like, this is quite a cute little touch though. Uh, it says, um, if you don't see light straight away, keep practicing and it'll come. If you need any guidance, you can reach me at, and then his email address, <laughs> which is just a company wide email address that seems like you can just email and get help on how to use the glasses. All right. Look onto the glasses themselves. Uh, as you said, they kind of just look like cool sunglasses. Yeah. They're like a roughly Wayfarer Ray-Ban shape. As you'd expect, um, the lenses are a very dark blue sort of violet shade, which means when you're wearing them, I mean, I walked over here in the middle of the day. It's as close as you can get to just being in the upside down world. I think we, you tried them on before the podcast and we were like, it doesn't feel like it just turns things blue. It like messes with colors and lights in a really bizarre way. That's right. I think what I was expecting was a simple like color filter gel you would put over like a theater light that turns just a simple white light blue or green or red. Uh, it doesn't appear to have that effect. You look at certain light sources and they turn one color, but then other light sources will turn another color. It's filtering it in a more complex way. That's for sure. Yeah. And even though with my extensive use over the period of eight hours, uh, I didn't see any auras or spirits. It did make me feel like I was losing my mind. And maybe with 24 hours of use, I would have fully lost it. You would have started shooting a machine gun around screaming about demons. Obviously, this isn't something you can really do an in-the-moment investigation of. I mean, feel free to try them on. I think what they say is hold your hand up to a light wall. And we do have light walls, to be fair. Yeah, it's a little dark in here, but let me actually turn the lights on. Hold your arm out in front of yourself and in front of a white background, like a traffic warden would do to say, stop. Now carefully look at the edge of your fingers and you will see a semi-transparent light blue energy surrounding your hand about an inch in length. I mean, so Kit's trying it out right now. If it's anything like my experiments earlier, he's not getting much. Now there could be some sort of trick to this. Maybe it's a long-term exposure. Maybe specific lighting works best. But uh, for my uses, I don't know. I didn't see anything, really. You know... <laughs> oh, oh, hold on a second. <laughs> don't just wrap up the podcast just too quickly. There is no way you're seeing anything. Kid has now stepped away from his mic, turned on several more lights in the room, and is continuing to hold his hand up in a very worrying manner. Uh, <laughs> I, you know... <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> what... <laughs> What I will say is maybe it's a trick of the light. <laughs> maybe I'm more spiritually advanced than you. I don't know. But, uh, I, you know, I'll give it to them. It, 
whenever they've primed your brain with what exactly what they just said, hold your hand up, hold it against a wall in a brightly lit room. I, it's playing <laughs> tricks with my mind. I feel like you can see the tiniest little weird outline around your own hand. I, I, I insist you try it again. Yeah, please. Oh my God. Am I doing something wrong? So faint. So faint. You can barely, barely see it. But it's almost like a little illusion. What? Is it white? Are you seeing a white Yeah, it's white? just the same color, but it's very, 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 very faint. I I don't see shit. What the hell, man? What? <laughs> Actually, I'm going to need a copy of the notes from this case, Rory. I think I have some reading to do. <laughs> I'm an affiliate now. I am disappointed and shocked. This was not the result that I was thinking of <laughs> at all. I literally thought we were both going to try it on. Quick little wrap up, double no. I'm not seeing anything, guys. What the hell? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with my eyes? Or not wrong with them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, more like, what's what's wrong with my eyes? Now you're not. Kid has the glasses off now, and you're looking at your hand. You're not seeing the. Well, I, I just want to make sure that I'm not going blind. You don't see it with with the glasses off. Try it one more time. This is in, this is insane. <laughs> I put them back on again. A demon rushes towards my face. Ah! <laughs> all right. All I'm saying is unbelievable. This is nuts. All I'm saying is y- you could talk yourself into believing these, believing in these glasses. Is that is that the conclusion for today's episode? <laughs> <laughs> is it a yes, a no, or you could talk yourself into this one? I, uh, I'm very excited for, you know, the auras aren't really working for me, but, um, they do say that whatever this material is, as you heard in the video, it, it is, um, can also sometimes expose ghosts and spirits and other paranormal entities. So I think what I'll maybe do is keep wearing it this week to see if I can see anything. And also if you follow us on, uh, Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, I will, I don't know if this will work, but I can record a video on mm. my phone through the lenses so you can see what this looks like when you're wearing these glasses in the real world. That's a great idea. Uh, super bizarre. Super bizarre story today, and I just loved it. I, I, I love this idea that there's a product or a, a thing you can buy that basically, with no experience, education, or training, you can just slap them on, and now you see demons see and, spirit world. and auras. Ultimately, linking this case back to the story that we heard from Cliff High's father in Vietnam, where the government were using some sort of paranormal goggles that seemed to open up vision into another world, another dimension. Is this similar? Did this have its origins in these glasses, the ones that were created to see auras? Do the aura glasses work at all? For Kit? That's a yes for me. Uh, don't put words enough. in my mouth. Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> we need to come down on a decision as to whether or not we believe that these glasses, the Kilner glasses, really do work. Just as a side note, I do enjoy that most people know the name Kilner because of Kilner jars, which are just like glass jam jars. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I like to think as a side project to the whole trying to make lenses thing he also just got big into making jars with those lenses of course yeah some of the the goggles that he made were just two jars <laughs> with a rubber band attached to a man's face sure i agree i absolutely love the story i love that it feels like a very ancient tale humans have always wanted to see the spirit world that's that's the entire reason People are interested in the paranormal and the psychic and the spiritual. We want to see the stuff that's supposedly out there. Yeah. Um, 
So whether people have like taken psychedelic drugs or whether people have tried to pray and meditate for days on end to try and see the spirit world, this is just the most modern iteration of that. Why not just put on a you know, $20 pair of glasses and see the spirit world? Yeah. So in that sense, we can link these two stories. The problem in this case is we have more than first-hand evidence. We have the device here in our hands to use. Yes. Now, not the original goggles, as we said. Sure, not we, the poisonous goggles. We can't get the poison ones because the government and doesn't Rory want us tried. to have them. Oh, did I try? Where do you think your Patreon money went this month? I got scammed on the dark web for all of it. But this is the closest thing that we can get. And I do, you know, I love the idea that we've covered in some stories where it's using technology new technology or old technology to contact the spirit world. But I also love the idea that it could be something as simple as finding the right chemical compound. Yeah. That's cool, right? That idea of a scientist late at night mixing shit in test tubes and all of a sudden he's like, wait a minute, maybe with a little bit of this and a little bit of that, then my God, he puts them on. Now he can see ghosts. That's yeah. a really cool idea. It was such a kind of cute period of time where science had advanced just far enough uh yet the world was still just ignorant enough that they thought science would explain all the paranormal yeah um, magical time not truly. how it's worked out whatsoever absolutely not if anything it's disproved a lot of the paranormal um <laughs> so look let's not dance around it anymore let's look at the original goggles the kilner goggles do we really believe that these goggles were able to reveal a human's aura no Okay, harsh but fair. I think ultimately, after using these goggles as well and having very little results, the only time I feel like I've seen something through these aura glasses is when you're just looking at something for too long and your eyes go weird. That's like, I remember being a kid and like, do you know when you can like push your fingers into your eyes <laughs> when they're closed? And yeah. if you just do that hard enough for long enough, you will see stars and dimensions unheard of. Sure. You will go on an interplanetary, intergalactic adventure from the comfort of your own mind. To be clear, don't try it. Don't try it. But I swear but to we've God. we've all done it. I think I used to do this when I was in primary school, when I was in Millstrand. I would literally, during lunch, just like <laughs> put my head down on the table, shove my hands in my <laughs> eyes, and go to a different dimension. Is that magic? No, it's with your eyes to the point where it sees weird things and i think there's a certain degree of that with these aura glasses um so i'm gonna have to say no as well unfortunately today that is a double no god damn it but you can get these glasses online search for them and find them i don't know the exact make but i think even on amazon you can find these things uh, as we said, we'll put up a video showing what the world looks like while using them on our social media accounts so definitely check that out well, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of This Paranormal Life. A double no, unfortunately, but as we know, every double no just brings us closer to a double yes. Does it? Uh, not not based on our track record, no, surely, of course. We've gone on uh, borderline uh, 40 years of wandering in the desert trying to find a yes. We are, actually, it's been quite a while since we've had a yes. We should really put, put some work in to, to, to figure that out. Uh, but we will. So tune in next week to discover if next week is the yes. And I will say the chances of this being yes was very high. Uh, I've been drinking vodka martinis. You've been drinking Red Bulls and beer. Simultaneously. Uh, and I think the bar to this being a yes was 
can we see double? I call it a turbo fizz. So where you have a mouthful of Red Bull, a mouthful of beer, and then you shake your head back and forth and fizz it up in your mouth. It's and great. you still have the vision of someone stone cold sober through those goggles. Disappointingly so. Damn it. I know. But as I said, tune in next week and we might find some real hard hitting paranormal evidence. Thank you to Cami for editing this week's episode. And thank you to Amy Grisdale for the research. Guys, we also have a very exciting announcement to make here on the podcast. Moving forward on the show, we're finally getting some sponsorship! That's right. Aura Goggles loved what they heard. (laughs) Even though we said they were bullshit, they want to be the sole sponsor of this paranormal life for the next five years. Sure, in the past we have advertised some of our own products, like Chompies and Lombardi and Bunny Burgers, the meat that can't be beat. Well, I didn't have a say in that one. But for the first time, we are having some real-world sponsors uh, team up with the show. This is something that we've obviously thought about doing for such a huge amount of time, but it's something that we really wanted to do right. Uh, We wanted to be able to read our own ads. We didn't want anyone really to tell us what to to say necessarily. We wanted to be able to make it funny uh, and, and have creative control. And we found a way that we can make that possible and team up with some of the brands and companies that we really enjoy and like to work together for this paranormal life. We appreciate that as podcast fans ourselves, um, ads aren't always the most fun thing. And that's why it was so important to us to have the ability to read them ourselves and put like fun and energy into them. Um, So not only does it make the show more viable to us just continue doing it, but uh, hopefully there will be extra funny moments in there, just like there have been with Chompies and Bunny Burgers. Absolutely. It's similar to the, the podcast shout outs. You know, that was something that we were doing as a Patreon reward. But even people who didn't subscribe on Patreon found it so funny that for some people, it was their favorite part of the show. And we're hoping it'll be like that with ads. We hope that you really do enjoy it and um, you get some joy in knowing that uh, with that extra support, we can do so much more for the podcast in terms of the equipment that we have, in terms of live touring in the future. Uh, It's really, really exciting opportunity. And we hope that you're excited about it, too. Of course, we will always have our Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life with a bunch of amazing rewards that you can get right now. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This Paranormal Life. I had a blast. It was so a real I. roller coaster. I'm going to put on these glasses for the walk home because I really think that I've been fighting my demons for long enough. It's about time I could <laughs> see the bastards. <laughs> So thank you for listening to this week's episode. We will, of course, be back next week with a brand new paranormal tale. Bye-bye. If you are somebody who loves all things spooky, then Real Life Ghost Stories podcast is the one for you. My name is Emma. I am the host of Real Life Ghost Stories podcast. And every week I bring to you three podcast episodes that are full to the brim with paranormal stories. Every Wednesday and Friday, I release a mini episode which is dedicated to the spooky stories of our listeners. And every Sunday, we deep dive into a famous paranormal case. You can find Real Life Ghost Stories wherever you get your podcasts.